Hello, and welcome back for another episode of the Accessible Technology Podcast with me, Babes Now. This is a podcast that is all about how we can make everyday technology more accessible for disabled people. And I really just cover all different reviews on accessible tech as I'm hoping to advance the discussions that people have about accessible technology. So if that sounds like something else you're into, please consider following the podcast by searching for it on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible, on Google Podcasts and on Spotify. And please make sure to share it if you think someone else would also be interested in this. I am on updating this podcast three times weekly. Crack the minute, so we're getting a wide range of accessible technology stories, but that might have to change at some point depending on when I get work again, and that will be changing quite soon, probably in September. In this episode, however, you are going to be hearing my reaction to when Elon Musk took over Twitter back in November 2022. Although it is now important to note that since that video originally came out, Elon Musk has since announced that he will be stepping down. As things stand, he said he will remain as CEO of Twitter until a replacement has been found, and that is meant to be concluded by the end of this year, but it could change at any point before that. So while this episode is the only thing that I have uploaded on Musk so far, and that I'll be doing for a while. It's very possible I will be uploading more stuff on the topic in future. So if any of that sounds like something else you're also into, please consider following as well. But since the time, Line for all of this is currently ongoing and is also a little bit complicated, especially now. I'm just going to give some quick additional notes on how the free speech versus social media has carried out in recent years and how that has recently led to the issue that we're seeing on Twitter and on other social media sites as well. In recent years, we've seen how cancel culture and divisive politics has started to move into the workplace. And this has led 
think this is where people have been forced out of work and have had to take their cases to the Supreme Court. Facebook, Twitter and Instagram have all been attacked for their guidelines on free speech since the 2020s began, especially after they deplatformed Donald Trump when he started claiming the 2020 US election result was wrong, even though countless courts have found against Mr. Trump's claims. But Mr. Trump has also been brought back on those platforms as well, especially Twitter, although he tends to spend more time at the minute on Twitter social. We also witnessed the same discussions over free speech and social medias when people were allowed to spread misinformation about other issues in society. For example, the coronavirus pandemic. Although some things that did start as a conspiracy theory back then seem to be getting closer to being investigated now and many have been proven or at least have come close to being proven as being truth now whereas we didn't necessarily all think of that as truth back in the day. More closely, however, we've also witnessed battles such as the Mermaids Transgender Charity taking LGB Alliance to court over them not thinking that LGB Alliance should be counted as a charity. And how offers like J.K. Rowling have been facing death threats as well as other people in the media for standing up for the facts of biology. And let's not forget about the Russian interference that has been speculated in recent UK and American politics and the hackers that we feel about getting involved in politics as well. But now that I've gone through all of those additional facts, let's jump into the main part of this episode. The timeline of which it took Elon Musk to take over Twitter is as following. So in January, 2022, Musk began investing in Twitter on the 14th of March, 2022, Musk's stake in Twitter reached 9.2%, making him the largest stakeholder in the company on the 4th of April. 2022 Musk disclosed 
is taken twitter and one day later on the 5th twitter announced that musk was to join the board of directors on the 10th of april musk announced that he wouldn't join the twitter board but on the 14th of april four days later he offered to buy twitter for 54 on $20 per share. On the 15th of April, Twitter adopted a poison pill provision to prevent mask taking over and threatening that it will be that it would be triggered if any individual or entity acquired 15% of the company's shares and on the 21st of April Musk said he'd garnered commitments of about 46.5 billion in finance for his Twitter takeover on April the 25th Twitter accepted on the 4th of May Musk secured more than $7 billion in financing and on the 6th of May promised to quintuple, quintuple Twitter's revenue by 2028. And now, touching on one of the slightly more controversial parts, on the 10th of May, Musk said that he would reverse Twitter's ban on former US President Donald Trump's account. Although there are a lot of people who would actually support that. Although some people will be fully in favour of free speech coming back to the platform, it's important to pause here for a second and to say how this did raise fears among many activists, such as disabled activists, gay activists, black activists and others. Many of them are scared that there will be a rise in hate crime because of this, that there will be a rise in homophobic hate crime over Twitter, although a lot of the gay community will have felt that they are now being faced with woke homophobia in some areas. And there's also activists who are scared that there will be a rise in racial attacks. On the 12th of May, Twitter announced a hiring freeze, thus pausing Musk's acquisition. And a day later, on the 13th of May, Musk admitted that he was still committed to the deal. On the 26th of May, 
2022. Federal shareholders brought a class action lawsuit against Musk and on the 6th of June, Musk threatened to pull out of the deal altogether if Twitter didn't provide information about bots on the platform. On the 8th of July, Musk moved to terminate his takeover of Twitter, pointing out the issue of fake accounts as his reason. On the 12th of July, Twitter starts to see Musk at Chancery Court in Delaware. In Delaware. And on the 19th of July, the court determined the trial brought on by Twitter against Musk should take place in October. This leads us now to the 4th of October 2022 Musk proposed the completion of a deal to acquire Twitter and on the 28th of October he completed the deal for $44 billion and let's not forget Elon Musk's first trade after completing the deal. In the days that followed Elon Musk's takeover, his first actions have included to fire four top Twitter executives. It has also been suggested that he plans to change Twitter's super followers feature to subscriptions that Starlink, Musk's satellite-based internet service over at SpaceX, his other child, might make its way to Twitter and will help Twitter become available in countries where it's currently hard to access. And another change which, according to the BBC, Mr Musk also wants to bring in his revamping the blue tick. Following on, however, from the fact that activists have also already had fears for a couple of months, trolls have already started testing the new limits with a tide of slurs and memes already appearing on Twitter, all over Twitter. And it's worth raising the argument that it might be too soon for any of us to form an opinion. It's important to note the differences between hate speech and freedom of speech that we've heard a lot about over the last weeks, months and years and what the difference is between them as well as what the difference is between speech that attacks or threatens people. 
and that's what is intended to insult whether jokingly or abusively and speaks where some people just respectively disagree with each other and lay out their reasons for doing so. But nonetheless, the scene of proper speech is still going to be something that much will still have to deal with. And in the times that we are living in, it's going to be an uphill battle. According to an article on Bloomberg, Musk sent out a tweet saying that Twitter will form a content moderation console which will include widely diverse viewpoints and no changes have so far been made to Twitter's hateful conduct or Twitter rules at the minute, although that could be updated later. So while there might be a risk of some hate speech rising, and of course, proper hate speech against all communities should absolutely be stumped out, we can't pretend that no hate speech existed before Elon Musk became CEO of Twitter. I know for a fact that I have seen disabled people facing actual disabled actual disability hate crime before all of this was before all of this happened. And there have also been cases where women who don't want to share a bathroom, sports teams, or to have trans women or biological men looking after them, receiving rape and death threats, who when reported don't have their accounts completely, completely taken off them and who are only suspended for a couple of days. Hear me out here. I feel absolutely awful for all of the people with underlying health and who have suffered or lost family members because of COVID throughout the pandemic. However, I think there is a point in asking how do you differentiate between people with bad underlying health and those who do not? Because yes, I am one of the disabled people who is not always sick. And furthermore, if physically disabled people with good underlying health give in to the pressures put onto them that they shouldn't go out. How many disabled rights do we risk losing? On another note, though, there has been other discussions about what language we can include 
then the arts be that with songs, with jokes, with films, etc. And what you can get away with without something blessed. And a recent example of this has been with the Big Time Rush song that is over 10 years old, Paralyzed. I am paralyzed and I will happily upload a couple of videos to prove that that is the case. I can and will say that that will 100% always be the case because as it is the only experience I have a memory, I have the memory of living, though I know I wasn't always disabled, I actually do not want to change it. If someone came over to me and said that they didn't think my life was worth living, I would try to convince them how it isn't actually that bad. If someone showed me actual hate, I would report it, and if someone hypothetically said that all paralysed people should be locked away or killed, I would be the first in making sure that that person should be severely challenged or stopped. But there is absolutely nothing wrong with someone saying that they are Paralyzed with fear, paralyzed in love, tongue-tied because they don't know what to say, or brain dead because they can't believe what has happened, or aboard within themselves, or a figure of speech. So in conclusion, although Elon Musk Becoming CEO of Twitter might mean a return to hate speech. I think it's important that we don't make any judgments for at least a wee while. And for this reason, I think Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter makes it a mixed blessing that helps us to fight hate speech while equally allowing freedom of speech to return to the platform. So what do you think about the points that I made throughout this episode? Are you a fan of free speech coming back to Twitter? And do you want to see more of it on other platforms? Or are you scared about what free speech returning to social networks like Twitter might mean and have we had bad experiences so far. I know that there was a situation on Twitter recently when I went on where a couple of people have been annoyed to swear at people and call them very upsetting curse words. 
which of course can't be annoyed and should be taken seriously when reported. But then again, we have seen where it has gone too long in recent years. So either way, I'm sure the debate won't be ending anytime soon. If you would like to pass on your thoughts, you can include them in a review wherever you're listening to this on, as well as via the contact pages over on my pltechreviews.co.uk site or on my other website, bbloud.com. If you're interested in watching my other videos on YouTube on accessible technology, you can find all of them by searching for PL Tech Reviews on YouTube and please consider ever to subscribe while you're there. But if you would also like to see some of my accessible tours and reviews as well as my film TV theatre reviews and political videos. You can find them by searching for Thieves Now Journalism on YouTube. And please consider whether or not to subscribe to it if you like what you're seeing on there. But if you would also like to find a video free version of everything that is covered on Thieves Now Journalism for whatever reason, you can also find a podcast version of everything that is covered on it by searching for the Thieves Now podcast and that is available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible on Google Podcasts, Spotify and on Radio Public. The next episode that comes out is going to be an audio tutorial on how to set up a schedule for smart clients using the EB Link app and that will be followed by another audio tutorial afterwards on how to set up and control your TV using your phone if you have a Samsung TV. But thanks for listening to this complete episode the whole way through and as I said please follow it and share it if you like what I'm doing. I plan to keep on updating this podcast three times a week at the minute but that could change at some point depending on when I get work but as is the case with the everyday world at the minute so please be patient if I do have to change stuff but I'll make sure that I stay as loyal to this as I can if you would like to follow me on my socials you can do so by searching for at Now on Twitter and by also searching for the real Thieves Now on Instagram. If you have a WordPress account you can 
follow DPL Tech Reviews site, Phoebe Scout Tech Reviews by just searching for PL Tech Reviews But you can also follow the Twitter account for Phoebe Scout Tech Reviews by searching for PL Tech Reviews on Twitter. And you can also follow it on Instagram by by searching for at PL Tech Reviews. But if you just want to keep everything simple and just follow the YouTube channel or the podcast, as I say, you can follow the podcast. And if you would rather follow the YouTube channel, you can subscribe to that as well just by creating a free Google account. But anyway, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you all in the next one. Bye!